Hey guys, welcome back to yet another edition of the Red Wall Podcast. I'm your host, per usual. My name is Marcelo Inostroza, and I'd like to welcome you to episode 106, entitled Networking. All right, guys, so as most of you know, who have been listening to my show for a very long time, I am something of a writer, and I've been writing for most of my adult life, and I've always had... I've always had aspirations of eventually making my own films for TV and uh, for the big screen. I've always had this thing of I'll do it when I do it. I've never felt this sense of urgency to it or I've never felt the need to do it as quickly as I could because I was under... uh, a necessary time constraint. And I think that um, with my grandfather, who, uh, for those of you who have been listening to the show for a long time, you know that my grandfather raised me. With my grandfather recently turning 88 years old, I really, really made the conscious choice to make uh, my first uh, film, whether it's a feature or short, as quickly as I can, I would hate for my first thing to come out, whether it was a short or a feature film, and my grandfather not to be there to be able to witness that. Because although, listen, throughout throughout my career as a writer, I've been inspired by many different people. I've been inspired by Kevin Williamson. He He changed my life. Kevin Williamson changed my life and made me want to become a screenplay writer. I've been inspired by Joss Whedon, his, uh, the, the, the way that he writes dialogue, the way that he structures characters, and his overall vernacular to the way that he writes, in, you, know, you know, is ingrained in my soul, right? And J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves saved my life. So those, those uh, specific individuals impacted my creative life greatly. But despite that, my grandfather has always been one of the key sparks that led me down the path of anything that I do in the course of my life, whether it's, you know, uh, uh, whether it's being able to realize my lifelong childhood dream of being a broadcaster for my own high school team. And then I remember uh, 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 before I had that wonderful opportunity, I, you know, um, me and my grandfather for about four or five years, we uh, we decided that we would go traveling with the team. So basically we went wherever they would go. And I remember after one home game, this, gentle, this gentleman came up to me and said, hey, I've seen your YouTube channel and I like what you have to say. Would you want to? Be, be, uh, because I just became the color commentator for the the, the girls' Rossi team, and, and he said, "Listen, I kind of, you know, I I love the videos that you do. You seem very intelligent, and I, you obviously know a lot about the game. Would you want to be my color guy?" And when I was in high school, all I wanted to do was be a, be a sports broadcaster, and all I wanted to do was what was call the basketball games for my local high school. And I just, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. I I would love to do that. And for 
uh, the better part of two years, uh, I was able to do that. But I would, but I would have never had that opportunity if my grandfather didn't speak to me one day after school because he saw that I was depressed and he said, you know what, to get over your depression, why don't we go somewhere? Why don't we start to go see, you know, uh, uh, basketball, your local high school. And, you know, that led to this, which led to another thing, which led to me being there at the right time, which led to this offer from this guy. And then, you know, that happened the way it happened. My my production company that I'm extremely, extremely proud of, Balloonhead Productions. Balloonhead Productions came to be because I started talking about the girls' basketball uh, uh, games as I would see them. And, you know, one day I said, you know what, I want a, I want a more professional name. So I... I came up with this name, Balloonhead. Uh, I came up with this name for my potential production company, Balloonhead Productions. Right? Um, little little inside joke about me. My um, my biological mother. Um, um, when I was a kid, she wasn't around much. And when I was a really little kid, she would come to visit me. And every uh, so, and I, I really, really feel, I really felt close to my bio, I really felt close to my biological mother when I was growing up. And every time before she would leave, she said, she would say, uh, "I'll be right back, my little balloon head." So the the um, the origin of the name of my, the origin of the name of my production company is an ode to my uh, biological mother. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if I've ever mentioned that on this podcast, but there you go. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, so long story short, I've been inspired by a lot of people in my life, which I've already mentioned. My, my grandfather has always been one of the key sparks into leading me into the, leading me into the things that led to even bigger things, which led to me, which led to where I am now. And the, and the biggest gift that I could give him that I have left to give is to make something and to show him that his faith in me wasn't misplaced. I would love, I cannot tell you how much I would lose my shit if in the next two years I'm able to make a short and for him to be here and for him to be able to watch it. I would absolutely love that. I I cannot tell you guys how much that would mean to me and how and 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 you know and, and how emotional I would get for the both of us. I really really would. Okay, so herein lies the crux of the problem, guys. Okay. So the way I want to do this short film is I want to self-finance it and the reason why I want to self-finance it is if the film doesn't if if I ask for uh if if i if i go ahead and go get a financier to go get to 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 make this film right and then let's say the film doesn't work for whatever reason okay i owe this financier money for the losses that he's going to occur because of the money that he poured into the short now now you guys might be saying Marcelo, you're out of your mind. Even if you find, even if you find a financier to do this film, 
he ha- he has to know going in that the film will hardly turn in profit, which is true. The film, the, the my film, regardless of how good or how bad it is, is probably not going to draw sh- shit. It's it's not going to make jack. I know that. I know that. Uh, uh, every every everyone that is probably going to be involved with this project knows that. We all know that. But I. For, I don't want to be in debt to someone, and I've always I've always found it a sense of pride. I don't want to be in debt to anyone, and I feel that it's a sense of pride for me to finance my own film. Because a lot of people make films, but here a lot of people have a lot of people are blessed to have connections and producers, and the films that they make are their films, but they're not really their films because they don't put their own money on the line. Now, now, now I'm not saying that these filmmakers are lesser individuals because they do this. These filmmakers are blessed to be in the position that they are in. But I think if you really believe in a project, like I believe in, like I believe in the short that I'm going to make, I think it says something a little, I, sorry. I think it says something about you if you bleed your own money into the project. So that's what I'm doing. So so that's why I'm primarily doing that. So I've, you know, I've been thinking recently, the main problem that I foresee having is, look, I have a lot of connect. I, I know a lot of screenplay writers. I, you know, I know a lot of editors. I know a bunch of people, but here's a problem. The fact that I know a bunch of people is all great, well, is, is all wonderful, well and good. But the problem is this. Okay, why why would these individuals even want to read my script for my short if they don't know me, if I haven't done anything, and if I have no references? Right? I know a lot of people, but my network of my network of 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 people that I actually know and who know me and who have had conversations with me is very very minimal. So. How in the, like, like, how, where in the fucking, where in the fucking fuck? Where in the fucking fuck? Is that a thing? Where in the fucking fuck? Where in the fucking fuck am I going to find individuals to believe in me and to, and to take a shot on me and help me make this film? So, yeah, I mean, um, um, a while ago, I, um, I, you know, I, I spoke to one of my friends who I gave the script to. He liked it, and he's actually mulling over the decision of possibly directing the project, which, which would be, which would be, which would be a tremendous help. Which would be a tremendous help, because if I get him, I know I'm comfortable with him. Uh, we've we've worked with we we've worked with each other. For the past two years, on on another project of uh, of mine, and you know we we have this we have this kingship we have this uh, we have this shorthand that I think will translate well to the production of my short. But the the, the other positive thing is that if I get him, I will you know. Um, We'll sit down. We'll we'll break down a budget, and we will actually come up with a real number of how much this thing is going to cost, uh, which which will help me greatly. I'm looking to, I'm looking to, be in a position where I could see the reality of possibly making this film by this December. Um. So yeah, that's going to happen with that. But again, 
like like the toughest challenge that I'm finding is look, a lot of people tell you that to make a film it's easy. All you got to do is take your phone, press play, and then an hour later press stop, edit it, and there you go, have your film. I'm like, "No, it's it's a it's it's a lot more complicated than that. It is tremendously more complicated to make a it, it to make a film than just turn on the camera, press stop, edit and make a film. That's not that's not making a film. That's not making a film. To make a film, first of all, you have to have a spark, okay? You have to write it, which I've already done. But a thing that can a thing that nobody ever tells you when when you make your first independent film, specifically if you don't have any specifically if you don't have that many friends who know you personally in the industry and specifically if you don't have enough connections like I don't at the moment when one when one doesn't have that trying to make an independent film all by yourself is like trying to is is like trying to climb up a fucking mountain without a fucking rope and I'm not saying that this is not going to deter me and I'm not saying that I am going to quit I am I'm going to I'm going to ride this thing until the fucking end. And I'm going to I'm going to try my damnedest to make this film within 2 years. I don't know if I'm going to get there, but I'm going to fucking try and I'm not going to quit. I am not going to quit. But I'm so sick and tired of of independent filmmakers and filmmakers who have made great films and they're, you know, you have made great films throughout the course of the I'm so fucking tired of them saying to people, making a film is easy. Because guess what, guys? Making a film is not easy. There are certain circumstances that you have to have to make a film. And listen, to make a film, you got to be, you have to have talent, you got to be lucky, and you have to, you have to have perseverance. Because there's so much shit that's going to get in your way. And there's so much shit that's going to happen that's going to make you want to quit. But let me tell you something, guys. Do not quit. Don't quit. Because, listen listen to me, sooner or later, two things are going to happen. Either you're going to be climbing off that fucking mountain and you're going to fall off. And you're going to fall all the way to the bottom and die. And then you're not, and then you're not going to want to climb the mountain again. But guess, but let me tell you, let, let me tell you something else. Guess what's going to happen about maybe a week later? A week later, you're going to be like, motherfucker, I'm going to climb that mountain and I'm, and I'm going to get my prize, which in this case is my film. And then you climb back up that fucking mountain and you start all over again. So what I'm telling you is if you, if you, if you want to make a film, whether it's a short film or a feature film, please guys, don't let anybody get in your way and please understand that making a film is a little is a lot harder than people say it is specifically when you don't have a lot of contacts and you have to convince everyone to give you a shot for no good fucking reason because that's what I got to do and it's just fu- it is just fucking agonizing that these brilliant filmmakers both indie and filmmakers who have done stuff don't fucking say that it drives me up a fucking wall can can they just say that making a film is not as easy as it looks? Okay? Okay? 
you got to be talented and you got to be smart, but you also have to be in a specific position, a, a specific financial position. And if you're not in a specific financial, if you're not in a specific financial position, like I'm not in, making a film is fucking insurmountable. And that's what I'm dealing with now. But again, guys, I'm going to do it. Come hell or high water, you will get it if you persevere and if you keep going at it. But um, I think that'll do it uh, for this edition of the Red Wall Podcast, uh, episode 106, entitled Networking. All right, guys. So before I go and before I take my leave of you, listen, if you guys like anything I do here, um, I would appreciate a like a comment or subscribe on whatever podcast service you happen to you happen to be listening to me on at this point in time but until next time as i always say i'll see you when i see you the redwall podcast is a balloonhead productions presentation